Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It's time for the Relic Grind. Final Fantasy 14 Square Enix podcast from Ready Check Radio. That means it must be Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. Pretty sweet. If you're listening on Spotify, watching on YouTube, head on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O.com. I've got all the socials nice and neat right in the upper right. You can click on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Spotify, all of them. Follow, subscribe, turn on the notifications, tell your friends. If you like what we do and you want to see more of it, it's the easiest way to support us right now, and it's totally free to do. So I've been putting up some Final Fantasy TCG local games now that we have... Been able to partake again on the uh, YouTube channel too, so there is YouTube exclusive content from Radio uh, Ready Check Radio. Check it out. But today on this show, obviously we've got live letter, we've got other odds and ends from uh, the 14 hour broadcast, and a few little Square Enix things. But it's going to be mostly just Final Fantasy 14 today. Getting some opinions uh, and seeing where we go. We're only a few months away. A few months away from Endwalker. Joining me to talk through all of it, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. What's up, sir? Greetings, programs. A little frustrated. I tried to buy my friend Final Fantasy fourteen, and I just couldn't no, do it. I don't can't get do that. what's going on. Can't do that. Oh, so sad. Not allowed. Not well, allowed. Also on the line... With, with other games. Also on the line, a friend of mine that has never once bought me a video game. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, sir? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited. I think we got a lot more news than we thought we were going to get. Which is yeah, cool, so. yeah, I think so, too. Like, and, and don't don't misunderstand. Like, none of it's mega huge or, you know, it's... But there are pieces of things. And then there were some things mentioned, like... there, You, you know, Yoshi P always trolls, right? And we know that, mm-hmm. and it's all set up. I actually think he did say something on this stream... That a few minutes later he was like, I wasn't supposed to say anything like that. Uh, oops. And it wasn't 14 related. It was 16 nope. related. But honestly, if you go back and watch the footage, I don't if if it is a troll, which he does all the time, it is probably one of his better ones. Because his face mirrors the face that was made during the HR incident of the uh, <laughs> of the fan fest. They like we don't make our employees work thirty six hours a day. We don't we don't make our employees do that. <laughs> Let's be clear. Let's be clear. Uh, I guess we should start off though with yeah, Tark. The game is sold out. Yeah, and that is not surprising. You know, given a lot of big name streamers, uh, we've talked about Asmin, we've talked about Bellular, and they are not by any stretch of the imaginations the only ones getting into the game and doing some streaming and it's got a lot of attention on it right now it's doing really well we're fans we like seeing that welcome 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 if you're a new player checking out this podcast welcome to the game uh even if you're toxic i don't fucking care enjoy the game and if you're toxic you're gonna end up banned at some point anyway so what do i care what do i yeah like what do i care enjoy the game um but here's the thing what makes it a little weird is that it was sold out digitally not talking like you can't go to Best Buy and pick up a copy, which you can't and you haven't been able to for a long time, but you can't even go to the Square Enix store and just get the digital copy on it now. Nope. Uh, 
And it's a little bit weird, a little bit weird. Now, now so see, here's the problem I have with it. I have, the pro, I have the problem, one, in how the media reported it. Okay, a lot of sites just slammed it up there that Square Enix has halted sales of the digital game and then went on to report that, you know, it's, 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 it's got such an exponential growth curve right now that they had to halt the sales. And while I don't think I did, I did disagree with somebody on Twitter a little bit that you know, they thought it was absolutely crazy that somebody could think that that's what had happened. I disagreed on that point a little bit. I don't think it's crazy for somebody to have thought, oh, it's growing. I remember when A Realm Reborn launched and they had such a big curve that they halted sales before. And their argument yeah. was, you know, it's very different now. The architecture is different. And, and while all of that is true, I just, my only point was, I don't think it was crazy to jump to that conclusion. What I do think was bad was a lot of sites reporting it as fact, that that's exactly what happened. Honestly, in looking at it, uh, and, and I did end up saying this on Twitter to, to the person I was discussing it with, it was a very nice discussion. They were, they were very pleasant. Uh, and I said, uh, ultimately, I agree with you. Like, if that's what they had done here, I feel like they would have said something. They would have put out an announcement because they did back then when it happened. Honestly, I think this was just, <laughs> nobody was watching the stock of digitally generated keys and they got surprised. And it takes a little while to spin up a batch of new digital electronic keys, Tark. I don't think it's, it needs to be any more complex than that. I don't think it is any more complex. I think they just got caught with their pants down, I guess. Um, too, too many new players, a uh, big uh, popularity influx. And they just didn't have the keys to give them to everybody that wanted to try the game out. Yeah, and it, and they don't spin up quickly. Like if you if no. you know anything about this, and Kronos, you and I are in the tech field and and software development field. This is not oh well, just go click you know, generate on the old Excel sheet, and all of a sudden you have key. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> right, and there's like a whole process to how that works. So I mean, I don't know how it's set up on their back end, but it's definitely not just like a thing that just happens like that. Uh, I was still surprised, though. Like, it definitely caught me off guard because I was like, man, I didn't even think that that was something that was possible. Yeah. I mean, I know in my head, like, uh, you know, we work in tech that, that something like that could happen. But, but it only happens if somebody, I think, I think Tark's right. I think it only happens if somebody drops the ball. Like, yeah. somebody just wasn't watching the keys. They get caught yeah. with their pants down. And uh, see, now there's another argument for why belts should not be taken out of the game <laughs> because <laughs> then Square Enix pants fall. Uh, but we expect this to be fixed relatively uh, soon. I'm sure they would love to just suck up the money. Why not? Right. Uh, you know, Square does like your money. They do like your money. They don't force you to sub like other games. Go watch Snowbound uh, that we put up on Tuesday. But, uh, yeah, they'll take your money. It's no problem. It sucks if you're trying to get the game, like your favorite streamer is checking it out, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to give that game a shot now. Oh, it's not available how in this day and age is it not available? <laughs> Funny part is, is that they uh, Square would be more than happy to take your money, but I'm seeing a lot of new players like, how do I buy this game and actually get it to work? Yeah, um, I think Square needs to 
yeah. really work on their well, storefronts this, this uh, is to make it, make it a little bit more consumer friendly. Oh, and we one of our very first episodes, the love it or leave it thing, was the Square Enix Marketplace. Yeah. And I think if I if I remember right, as a functional website where you could buy things, we all said leave it on that yeah, front yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's not great. And this is this isn't new, by the way. Like, as, I don't know if any any of you remember because I don't know exactly when you tried Eleven, but. When Eleven was downloaded through Play Online, and oh Ugh. my God, I mean, it was just a Ugh. fiasco. You had your sign in for Play Online, then you would go and get the game, which was the slowest downloader in the world. Then you would have your sign in for the game itself, and you would have a Play Online name, which maybe didn't necessarily match your. Oh my. Anyway, yeah, Square is yeah. not good at interfaces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like Mog Station. Like they have updated it recently, but it's still. Yeah, it's they need still to look at it. Like. Like from what I understand, from like what WoW players are saying, like you can accidentally buy WoW, and they're having trouble like buying fourteen. So, do you remember when the Mog Station didn't have a cart? Yeah, yeah. You had to run every single item through as a one one item purchase. You're like, I'm buying three minions in amount. This is gonna cost four transactions. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Wasn't worth it. (laughs) Wasn't worth it. (laughs) When they put in a cart, I was like, yes. Yes. Best best update ever. And somehow the Epic Game Store <laughs> to this day, by the way, still doesn't have a cart. Uh, sidebar. That's crazy. Sidebar, but... Uh, anyway, should be available soon. Queues should start to fall. I mean, this stuff happens. You go through the waves. The one thing that I really think they need to address if we're going to talk about this stuff, though, Tark, is character creation on servers. I know, Don't please don't put in the comments why they're doing it. Like, I get it. I get why they have done it for years and years and years. I get why they still do it. It is horribly inconvenient. That is a horrible system when, Tark, you are trying to bring a friend on the game and just naturally you want to get them on the same server so you don't have to deal with world transfers and data center transfers or anything like that. Uh, And here is hopefully that's the new system where they, you know, your world is full, so they're going to put you just on one will help alleviate that. Um, But yeah, there's still the block where if it's too full, you can't make the characters. So they definitely need to work some kinks out. And again, I'm not bashing them. Like we all understand why they do it. And ultimately it probably is a net good, but it's, it felt really horrible. Like, you get a new friend playing, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go to... All right, where are you? I'm on Behemoth. Uh, I can't create a character there. Should I just create it somewhere else? I, 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 you can just do it on Primal, but still, it would be easier for other things if you were just on yeah. Behemoth. And wait till 2 in the morning, East Coast time. It'll probably be open. <laughs> yeah. That's not the way to sell things. I'll be on. <laughs> <laughs> We did have the 14-hour live stream that kicked off after the introduction with the live letter. Now, we're going to cover something else prior to actually breaking down the live letter. But it is something that was announced at the live letter. Okay, So we're going to break this piece out on its own, gentlemen. And that is the benchmark. Not only is the benchmark for Endwalker available... You can go download it and run it now to see how your system's going to perform. But of course, we have the benchmark trailer that goes with that, which is always something we like to see and kind of pick apart any little pieces that we can or things hiding in the backgrounds. We love doing this type of stuff. I will tell you what, whoa, looking swole uh, in the yeah. paladin armor, man. 
Wool is just a beast looking amazing in the Paladin armor in the benchmark trailer. So showing it now for those of you. Starts off with our music. Starts off with our Final Fantasy IV music. Obviously, I'm not going to play that for copyright reasons, but it is in there. Uh, and additionally, in the benchmark, the character creation tool is there. So if you want to create a character that, you know, maybe you want to mail Viera because they're included there, you can go mess with them now. You can yeah, go buddy. build yourself a bunny boy uh, and save that style. And when Endwalker launches, go ahead and just import it and be done or get ready and Fantasia it up. Like, you, whatever you want to do, it's in there. You can play with it all. I assume everybody on the panel has run it, correct? No. Yes, sir. Extremely no. high. Yeah, I got uh, well, Yeah, you oh, got no. your brand new rig, too. Yeah, I yeah. bet that, that was fun for you to see. Hell uh, yeah. Extremely high on mine. I tweeted it out, bragging rights. Kronos, you didn't run it yet? You just kept watching the trailer I... over and over again and got too busy? <laughs> yeah, you got me. Uh, no, so no, I, I don't think I've ran one since Heaven's Word. I don't really, like... I don't change my character very much as far as like that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, I'm, I'm still might change to Melvier, but I'm not, I don't really have, a, I don't really care to like make it yet. Uh, so I just watched the trailer. <laughs> so it's like way easier for me just to watch the trailer a hundred times on YouTube than to download a benchmark and then get rid of it later. Cause I don't want it on my machine anymore. Um, so, I mean, it's cool. Uh, for the people that just want to see the high numbers, it's fine. I know I can run the game. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I don't think anybody you know. on this panel was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah. I wanted to check out, like, the 4K options and stuff like right. that yeah. that were in the benchmark. Uh, and so I was not disappointed. I was not disappointed. Um, there's our boy Alpha now. These cities look beautiful. Just look gorgeous. absolutely amazing, Tark. Absolutely gorgeous. Um and I love the architecture. I loved it in Idleshire. So seeing a full city is pretty sweet. It was very impressive. Very impressive. Any uh, any hints of things that you saw or things that make you question? I know one of the big ones that, that I saw and a lot of people saw on the internet was an ability that uh, yep. that is kind of used towards the end of the uh, the combat segment of the benchmark. So Tark, you're nodding. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Are we talking about the summoner fire dash? Yeah, kind of. That was looked, pretty cool. Yeah, kind of looked uh, looked nice. Chronos, anything you noticing in here that made uh, you question what we might see? I mean, I saw a lot of stuff, right? I think there's some obvious takeaways. Like uh, we saw like AOE versions of moves that aren't currently yeah. AOE, like uh, like warrior and uh, who else did it? Uh, Samurai. Uh, we definitely saw like a a three mudra probably like kasatsu like move so that's something ninja can there's definitely a new black mage skill in there 100 uh, power, powered up versions of like sheltron and tbn look pretty cool reaper lb3 uh xeno does that that looked pretty i thought it looked awesome i know some people aren't a huge fan of it but i thought it looked pretty sweet um, I, I mean, do, there's a lot in there. So. i do like right here coming up in the trailer there is a moment where the warrior of light is a good tank is a good tank. Does <laughs> yes. not rush in until he gets protect. Does not. You just you just watch. They're all standing there, and there's a pause, and he waits, and then you just see the <laughs> cast protect, and then he's like, "All right, now I'm gonna pull right here, right here." This is I love this moment. He's like, uh, "Okay, we're gonna pull." All right, cool. Now let's go. We're ready. <laughs> good tank, good tank, warrior of light. Nice job, nice job. He, he now he needs to uh, put in that ready check before you know you engage. Exactly, so exactly. 
Then the next sequence is them flying on mounts, which I thought was neat. Like, I don't remember, and maybe it was, but I just missed it. Like, I don't remember seeing a cluster in a trailer or a benchmark of characters riding a bunch of different mounts. Like, a bunch they of... All, they always do it. A bunch yeah, of... They always, they always do it. Well, I've Heaven's seen them war, on, like, cho all blood. on different chocobos and all on different... Mm. Like, I saw the Twintania mount in there, and I was oh, like, right, oh, right, I've yeah. never seen, like, these odds and end mounts in there. Um, maybe I wasn't looking for them, and I just happened to notice it this time, but some of these are not, like, main story mounts, like the Enterprise and stuff like that you see in other trailers or benchmarks. Some of the, like yeah. the Twintanya one is the friend recruit mount. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was just cool seeing them in there. If it's been done before, then I just missed it. I don't think I've ever seen, like, like you said, like the mounts like that, but they do usually do like a segment where like everybody's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. I mean, the first one, they was they were all on ground, right? They were just, you know, charging through with chocobos and everything. Um, oh, damn, did this trailer get me pumped, though? Oh, yeah, Why isn't it November? Sweet. Why isn't it November? <laughs> We still have a lot of information to get that we don't have yet. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I was shocked it came out this early, honestly. Like, it, it caught me off guard. What, so. that the benchmark was four months early? Yeah. Like, I was not expecting... Like, even if they showed, like, you know, some images or stuff, which yeah. then we got to, but I did not expect them to lead with a benchmark trailer and say that benchmark would be downloadable in, like, two days. I felt that, like they, maybe they felt like they had to, because knowing that the the live letter really didn't have much that they were willing to reveal that they were like, you know what? This will be a cool announcement. Can we get it ready in time? Yeah, no, I think it was a good idea. De definitely a good idea. Doc Holiday in chat surprised too. So, uh, did anybody create a male Vieira? I did not because I didn't create a female yeah. Vieira. I don't care. So yeah, uh, I, I'm glad it's in the game. I didn't create one. I'm not I'm good with my all raw. I love being scaly, um, but I'm glad the male bunnies are in the game and you can try it out and see if you can make a set that you like and play the game with it. Bunnies are going to get new hairstyles too. And Yoshi P did apologize awesome. in the live letter for how long it has taken to, to give them new hairstyles. So, uh, all right. Square Enix, uh, not spending money right now on generating keys because they're busy spending money on server upgrades, something that was talked about during the live letter as well. Now, they are suspending, obviously, we knew about, you know, data, uh, data center uh, spinning up for SEA, and so there's obviously huge spends going on in architecture. This is more in back-end stuff rather than hardware service stuff. Uh, maybe this could change, like, the whole requirements for waiting until they're ready but these probably aren't going to be ready for 6.0 this will probably be a little bit after uh, but in this segment they did release the new player counts and again I hate this number take it with yeah. a grain of salt this is not player based size this is not current active subscriptions this is not people on trials and or being included or excluded. If you ever created a Final Fantasy XIV account, Kronos, you're in this number. Yeah. 23 million. No doubt an impressive number, but also mm -hmm. ultimately, I work in this industry, a meaningless number, Kronos. Yeah. I mean, but it looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely looks good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we we know like there it's a little bit, a bit of like fudging to like make it look better than it is. And we had there's a lot of players, but it definitely isn't 23 million. So uh, it's cool, but 
I'd like to see like more of like an active number. I think that would be more interesting to me. I just don't know if they want to show it. So that's why you have like a lot of third party people trying to like data mine that kind of stuff to see like how many people have cleared. Because like I don't know, I I think it'd be cool to see like how many people have cleared a raid, something like that. And it's like to try to find that is like so hard. Um, so I've seen uh, sites in the past, and, and not the one we just talked about recently. I'm talking, you know, way back. Uh, I've seen sites in the past try to estimate the current subscriber base or the current player base. Uh, and one of the ways that I thought, you know, hey, that's a pretty nifty, I mean, it's still suspect metric, but a pretty nifty way to do it was to use the uh, lodestone to figure out how many people had different you know, minions and things like yep. that. Like you could look at the reward for completing the Heavensward story, right? The entire MSQ for Heavensward Tark and how many sure. people had that. Uh, and they think they were doing it for Heavensward and stuff like that. I would be interested in seeing that, that number for Shadowbringers. Like how many people have the achievement or the, re the physical reward uh, for completing the MSQ? That I think gives you, still not subs or anything, but gives you a much better idea of how many people have paid long enough to play the game to get to that point i think that would be that's a more valuable number it is a more valuable number but they're just not going to release that because of stockholders you know they got stocks and things they got to worry about and they well that number you could just down, go look up so like i haven't done it personally in a while but you, that number you could just go look up pick an item and you know, you used to be able to do like on minion menagerie and stuff like that. And there's other minion yeah. sites now that you can go and sure. do that with. So you could go look up, you know, number of players that have a particular minion. Um, but yeah, I agree with you, Tark. There's like no incentive. Like certainly you would have no problem announcing subscription numbers right now. Like mm -hmm. for your stockholders too, you would love to be publicly saying, we have 5 million subscribers. We have 4 million. We have 6 million. We have 7 million. Yeah. We've grown to 7.5 million. We're at 8 million. The problem then becomes what happened with Blizzard. Blizzard used to report those subscriber numbers yep. in their investor calls. And when they hit, you know, 12, over 12 million in Wrath of the Lich King, they loved reporting that stuff. Absolutely. Then the problem was two years down the road, you have to start, you know, you're not going to stay that big that long. Nobody expects you to, but when you have 1 million players drop off, that's the headline. Oh, not, no, doom and gloom. Right, not whatever is going on in your game anymore. That's the headline. 600,000 drop, there's the headline. I remember when Rift launched, mm -hmm. that their 600,000 or 500,000, whatever announcement that they had made, coincided with a blizzard call announcing that they had lost 600,000 subscribers between two time periods. And I remember Tryon World actually saying, we know where those players went. Like the, it becomes marketing <laughs> against you. There is no reason for them to give those numbers out, Chrono. Nope. Yeah, I mean also like the number that they're reporting now, it can't go down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can so, never go down. <laughs> So, yeah, so they're always re re reporting an increase, even if it's, like, small. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, when, when you come from that side, it definitely, like, yeah, it can only make them look worse. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I like looking at numbers like that. But, yeah, they'll probably never truly report active subscribers. So. All right. Off to the live letter. Pandemonium raid stuff. Now, I know 
that uh, Tark and, and Kronos, you had some concerns about this being around Christmas. I put Christmas in the wrong line of the show notes. Forgive me. Um, because typically, you know, end of November, we would have two weeks and then the raid would go live and then we would have two weeks and then the Savage would go live. Uh, meaning that Savage would basically be the week of Christmas uh, if, you, if you map it out. Yeah. Now... They did talk about Pandemonium, but they did not talk about the actual date that it would go live. They didn't say that it wasn't going to be two weeks as normal, but they, they pretty much left it at no exact date yet. So I wonder if there is some thought, and I know World of Warcraft, when Shadows, Shadowlands launched, we talked about that on, on Snowbound. Castle Nathria was pushing like the week, week of or week before Christmas, the weekend before, something like that. It was very close. Mm -hmm. I mean, this would almost be literally on Christmas week. So I wonder yeah. if there is a little bit of thought, Tark, on maybe we go three weeks before regular and then two weeks before Savage. Uh, typically, we would already have these dates locked in because the expansion date is locked in. But in the live letter, they said no date yet. No date yet. Which I think is wise. You don't don't put yourself in the box where you can't. You then have to make adjustments. You say, well, we haven't decided yet. And I hope they're really looking at it because that is kind of a big inconvenience. Everybody's, you know, worrying about family at that point. So if you, if you make yourself fluid, you're like, you know what? We really should... And I think your time frame is perfect. You know, you put out the normal the week before so people can play it the week before and when they have time yeah, during and, Christmas week. And the week of if they want to, yeah. Yeah. And then the week after Christmas, New Year's, I mean, is New Year's. But people, the major holiday is, is past you. Now people can kind of focus in on getting that Savage done and, and have that world first experience. Yeah, and none of us are, are like world-first pushers or anything, but no. uh, like Kronos, you are a bit more aggressive on the Savage push than I would say the average player is. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and so would you, what would your guild do? What would your, your free company do? Would you just say, hey, you know what? It, just chill for Christmas. Like if they did two weeks, two weeks, and it came out on Christmas, would you just, you know what? Screw it, guys. We'll hit it New Year's week. It's no big deal. Or, or would so, this be a, hey, we need to try and get eight available? So they've, they've released stuff close to holidays, but never like like that week. Yeah. So mm -hmm. typically, you know, like your world first proggers, they're, they're done. And, you know, I mean, even like. Yeah, those the, three like, companies are playing forms. whenever it comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if like, if they put it out on Christmas Day, <laughs> they would do it. You know, that's, that's yeah. just what they do. <laughs> well, so, so I guess like what I'm saying is like so if there was like so like we've had it before where it's been like the week before Thanksgiving and like that first week you know all the hardcore they're done right yeah. but like I'm still raiding the second week like I typically I'd say we we kill a boss somewhere between three weeks to a month we kill the last boss that's that's our typical pace I was gonna say um, you kill a boss maybe you are not <laughs> as a little more aggressive than the uh, average player as it, I thought Depended on the tier, we're usually on the third boss the second week. It depends on the tier, though. But, um, yeah, like, so we, we typically have to, like, still schedule on those holidays, and a lot of times those are just short weeks. Like, we might raid one day, um, and, and that's probably what we do here. Like, if they release it on Christmas week, uh, I don't even know what day Christmas falls on, honestly. We might raid, like, one day that week. 
and then probably just move to the next week because like we're we're kind of rating at our pace like yeah sure we're like more on the hardcore end than most but like we're not gonna kill our personal life to right to, to down to down a boss um but i think some people do and that's why they want it like not on a holiday week because yeah. they want to they want to like know life it for three days which that, that's how they get their enjoyment There's christmas is a there. saturday this year by the way saturday. Saturday. okay yeah so we we would probably i would assume we'd raid like early in the week and it would just be a one-day raid week if, if they were to drop it that's probably what my group would do i we're wouldn't not- be surprised if they're considering it like the fact yeah. that they said no exact dates yet it kind of tells me that they might be considering a one-week delay in either direction like uh, the normal one-week delayed and then have the savage on new year's or the normal on two weeks and then the savage three weeks out on new year's week instead of two like some type of shifting like that i wouldn't be surprised and it also fits with you know just yoshi p's mentality you know of Mm -hmm. this is a game have fun but go do things with your friends and your family and it's okay to leave and go play other games and when we're here with our patch come and give us 15 bucks and play like that just fits i think with with the whole development philosophy Myths of the Realm, though, I, there wasn't a lot on this one. We still kind of expect that in March with, with 6.1. Uh, <laughs> still looking forward to that one. Like, that might be the 24-person raid that I'm, I've am i looked forward to the most. when I, I was looking forward to Crystal Tower because I played FF3, and I like that, you know, some of those characters. But I think uh, this Myths of the Realms, uh, I think I'm looking forward to more than any 24 person raid when it was initially teased i just like the idea of a 24 person raid that is based on 14's lore right? oh yeah i, I yeah. think that is the appeal to me yeah it's not that crystal tower is not impactful now right but like back back then it definitely wasn't written that way i mean yeah. they've obviously like turned it around and it's very important um but this is like feels a lot more weight to it than anything else like on release yeah oh no doubt no doubt yeah. mm-hmm. Uh, Beast Tribes are going to be playing a part in the main story. In the main story quest. Uh, we've kind of seen this, right? Like, yeah. yeah um, to a minor extent here and there. Uh, yeah, the like, Al just recently. Yeah, the Amuljah and the, yeah, the um, Elixir when we were building their airship and stuff like that. Uh, so I would expect it to kind of be on par with that. Like when he said it, I think some people were like, oh, wow, they're going to play a big role in it. And I was like, no, they kind of all have a little bit. There's always been one of the Beast Tribes that played a little bit in the story. And I would expect it to just kind of be like sidebar main story stuff like it has been. I'm not really expecting any big changes here. You guys? I I guess it's because like the last patch, you know, like all the Beast Tribes are like now like with everybody else. Yeah. They're like more involved. So maybe that's like what he's pointing out to. Um, The fact that they're going to be like, instead of being like just a beast tribe that like shows up does something and then we'll we'll, we'll talk to them later they're going to be more like maybe like you'll you'll get to know like their higher ups almost like we know like Merleweb and stuff like that maybe that's what he's pointing out to but i don't know if it's even going to go that far i think it's just as simple as you know this is all of your era eorzea um getting together that's the main cities and the beast tribes getting together and going to Garlemald. Everybody's got to pray and cast meteor. Um, That's right. <laughs> get them all together. Get them all together. Let's take a look at some artifact armor, gentlemen. This was kind of like the the key art reveal portion of the show. We got our uh, male Viera gunslinger there. Pretty uh, pretty okay. A lot of this harkens back, like to oh yeah, 
you know, original sets, and I love it. I mean, we'll get to Black Mage, which I love. Red Mage, oh, my God. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. Uh, but like, you know, I like the eye patch going on here, and that's kind of a recurring thing, too. We see a bunch of eye patches. Uh, there's the Paladin. We saw that in the trailer. We saw that. In Big takey boy. Now, yeah, this one is very swole. This one's very swole. This one's uh, not 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 human. We got our our warrior there. Man, the warrior uh, looks badass. Yeah, he does. Warrior looks very very cool. I love its kind of feral feel to it. It's got very like ifrit horns and stuff on the helm. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go, Kronos. You were talking about that in the trailer. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of these, to be honest. Some of them look cool, um, but I don't know. Some, like I'm, the eye patch on this one just looks weird to me. It does look goofy. Uh, Dragoon looks <laughs> badass, though. Dra Dragoon always. I feel like you can't miss with Dragoon. This looks uh, like it, Cecil. It it does. Yeah, like it this, looks pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah Cecil Kane mashup. Yeah, looks yeah. really good. Yeah, it it definitely reminds me of Cecil Kane from Four. Like it. It's kind of like Kane's helm, or I'm sorry, um, Cecil's like the helm. Dark Cecil's helmet. helmet. Yeah, 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 the Dark Knight helmet, and and then the Dragoon Kane armor. Yeah, and the spear cool. is just sweet. I like this, although the coloring on this one is pretty unique when you compare it to the rest of them. The the very purple tones. Everything else Never. has been like reds and silvers and stuff. Looks a lot like Dreadworm armor to me. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That was what good I was call. feeling. Yeah, good call. Yeah, a little samurai action for you. I love the samurai one. I think it's one of the best ones in this it's, set. It's funny. I'm actually not that big a fan of this one. Normally, samurai is like kills it for me, but for some reason I don't know. Why don't you I mean, like it? I don't. I don't know. It's hard for me to like really put my finger on it. It just it looks like I don't know. I don't really feel like it looks anything crazy like what we already have in the game. Like I, when I see artifact armors, like I really like, I don't know. I want it to feel like the classic job, but I want like to see something new than what they've done before, which is I why see, I, like, I think that's, I think they kind of yeah. nailed that here though. Yeah. They've got what's clearly an Eastern style garb mm -hmm. in a very Western style. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm not mad at anybody that likes this. Just, I don't know. Like I like the, the Stormblood one was like nailed for me. I really like the Stormblood Samurai artifact gear, but. Look at that hat. <laughs> that hat. Oh, <laughs> uh, your hat sucks. Take it off. It's a, not a, <laughs> it's not a red mage hat. You're not allowed to bows, do it. The bows that they make in this game are so weird to me lately. Like yeah. I haven't really liked like yeah. a lot of bows that they've been putting in the game. And I feel like bows used to be so awesome, like back in the day, like ARR and stuff. But now it's like I don't know. They always I feel like they always put like two or three too many things on a bow. Yeah, I'm not a yeah, fan. Yeah, they've gotten to the point where they're they've made them so complex that there's like okay we now i gotta add more to what we've had complex to this bow and yeah. i was just this big unwieldy thing it's like eh. i do like the like fan of knives thing you know that's kind of nice yeah. this i looks like, like fan of knives. yeah this looks like yeah, yes me. yes but red yeah um oh. i don't i like the fan of knives i don't necessarily like the rest of the outfit it's very hooker to me <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, in a good way, of course, right? If, if you're a hooker, there's no problem with that. You know, just be safe. Do your thing. <laughs> I was going to go stripper, but yeah, okay, hooker. Let's do hooker. Eh, you know, whatever flows your boat. Be safe. I do like Machinist. I do like Machinist. Machinist is good. Yeah, I do like this one. 
the, the, is the robot model it, upgraded? It's updated? the same. It's the same. It it's doesn't same? look any different. Okay. Yeah. I don't even know right. why. I remember when they showed this, we were like, because a bunch of us were watching together because I had friends in town. And I was like, why are they even showing the mech? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, the mech has not changed. Yeah. Maybe it's because the Lollafell didn't take up enough of the pictures, so they were like, throw the mech in there. Okay, this <laughs> looks like what I imagine a white mage would get married in. Like, yes, it's almost exactly. like a white mage bridal gown. Yes. This looks cool, but man, as a white mage player that plays a male character, can I please get a robe that <laughs> it looks good on a male white yeah, mage? I'm not please. looking forward to this on my male aura. Like, I, I haven't really liked Artifact, artifact armor here. has no gender. Stop it, you two. Well, no, it, it doesn't, right? Put on but your like, bridal gown and enjoy it. <laughs> the, like, the, uh, like, the original, you know, artifact, like, the old school white mage, like, I still wear that sometimes. I like I like that gear a lot. But then everything else after that is just a dress, which, you know, is yeah. great for people that want to wear dresses as a white mage. That's awesome. But I want robes that, like, I don't know. It's just a complaint. Here you go, Tark. Enjoy your, yep. uh, your, uh, college graduation mortarboard hat <laughs> very uh, minimalized uh, mortarboard hat um a lot of these casters ones are, are very old school in their feel um going back to their like original days um but i won't be using this because i'll be sage so oh, look at you uh, you're like oh that artifact armor sucks time to re-roll yeah looks nice very fortune teller which you know yeah. fits. Does this look that much different than the Shadowbringers? I don't think it does. It doesn't. Actually. It doesn't look okay, much different right. than the the Heavensward one. It so. doesn't. It, it doesn't look much different from just about everything they wear. Yeah, when I yeah. saw this one, I was like, it looks exactly the same. Like maybe the turban's a little bit different, but a little furl in the bottom. Yeah. Hell to the yes. Hell yes. I loved our original artifact armor, and this is just a slightly updated look to it for the black mage that looks fantastic even got the hat eye patch combo back love it love it thumbs up on this one you get your phoenix behind you in your summoner looks awesome okay do you remember yeah. so what did they say about eggies like they didn't want to eggy skins like, they didn't want to do anything for a system that might change. Because they don't, yeah. So, I think we might have touched on this on, like, one of the casts when we were talking about, like, yeah. changes. Summoners kind of been, like, they're kind of locked in, like, a weird spot where mm -hmm. they're on this really rigid rotation. And if they die, you basically, like, have to restart. And then, because, like, you know, you don't, you can't just, like, do your Bahamut phase and then get raised because you died right. and go straight to Phoenix. you got to start back over. So it's kind of in this weird place where if they keep adding these big summons, which are obviously the coolest part of the job, right? Like, the coolest part of the job is summoning Bahamut, summoning Phoenix. Imagine that. But if you add, like, you know, a third phase, now it's even worse, right? You just keep, you're just adding on to a problem. So they need to figure out a way to, like, do that. And I think uh, maybe that action in the trailer might lead to something. I don't know. A lot of yeah. people think summoners going to get a rework. Um, so we'll, we'll I, see. I hope they do. Just, just uh, for complexity's yeah. sake, I hope they get a rework. So I think it'd be cool if like just these big badass summons are tied to just certain attacks with long cooldowns, because um, that's kind of what they are now. But you know, a little bit different. Yeah, um, I'd so be happy if they were just kind of like mini limit breaks. 
Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, they just have all the summons be a mini limit break, you know, one shot ability. Ifrit is a, you know, an AoE conal this, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, and then this. So, Black Mage was my second favorite armor because, oh my god, that looks amazing. It's that very looks Red Mage. Amazing. I thought the original Red Mage artifact armor was pretty Red Mage, and it was. And I know for some of you, you may be like, there's not a lot of difference. There are. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to it's... tell you, you're wrong. <laughs> this is very Final Fantasy XI original Red Mage artifact armor, and I'm all for it. I am here for every single bit of it. Every single bit of it. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. Yeah, it looks, it looks cool. I, I, I still like the original one more, I think, but this one's nope. pretty cool, too. You're wrong, but that's okay. I, my, my bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, credit to Nova Crystallis uh, on the screenshots there. Uh, I, I know they were just generally available, but that's where I got them, so I want to give you give them the credit for that. Um, We did get a pretty weird and pretty great, I think, piece of information on housing in this live letter. That Hell yeah. Tark, uh, we're going to have the addition of a lottery? What's going on here? So, um, there's going to be the regular way you can get a house, and there's going to be a lottery system where you could put in money, and if you're at the top of the bids, you can get a house. And that's awesome for people that don't want to be up at 2 in the morning hoping to secure a plot, or when the servers come on live at 3 in the morning to secure a plot, you can put it in this lottery system, and again, if you have a top bid, you get a house. I might actually get a house with this system. This is going to be amazing. No, I mean, if you want to, you can still go click the boards and, and do your thing, right? Like, this is not yeah, replacing that. Try. This it's is not. just, it's, like, it's in addition. addition. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that, because it's, it's still lottery. You know, it's not like a first-come, first-serve. It's it's a lottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried, like, how can, like, can FCs abuse this? Like, that's my worry. Right, like one person versus an FC, can't, you can't win. Well, I think right? that there's still the the account limits that are in place. Um, well, right, to a singular account, but I'm talking an FC full of people that want a house versus an individual, right? Well, all those individuals still get a house isn't under how it currently is. So, I mean, yeah. if you have the money, you have the money. Yeah, I don't think the money is usually the problem. <laughs> you know, anybody yeah, looking at getting a house well, has the gill because they they want to get a house. Uh, there yeah. are limitations in the lottery, like you can't do it on a trial account and stuff. I mean, the limitations make sense because you couldn't carry that much gill anyway, like on a yeah. trial account. So none of the the like limitations really matter. I, I think it's a step in the right direction. Any change to the way they allocate yeah. housing is a welcome step in the right direction at this point. <laughs> I, I'm not exactly the best fan of the lottery. Uh, if you don't get the house, do you lose the money? No. Uh, no, I hope not. No, no, I wouldn't yeah. think so. Like we don't know uh, for sure what the details are on how it works, awful. but that would be pretty okay. beat if they it's a Gilsink lottery. Uh, no, basically they want they want to make sure that you you're paying for the plot of land and and for everything first. Like you yeah. can't put yourself in the lottery to randomly get drawn to buy the plot if you can't afford to actually buy the plot. That's why they're they're sucking the money right off of you. Uh, and I think Tark, you used the word bid. It's it's not a bidding system. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lottery. It. It's an availability lottery. It's an gotcha. availability okay. lottery. Um, or at least that's the way I read it. Like, how it could, or, or, or I mean, it was translated, so who knows? Uh, 
whatever. We'll see. Uh, step in the right direction. Step in the right direction. Let's go through the schedule, gentlemen. Because we've got, surprisingly, we've actually got a lot going on. Now, it, that doesn't mean all of it's super exciting. But we do have a lot going on now. So as we move forward here, we will have the Make It Rain campaign in just a few days here. So save I up your... I think it starts tomorrow. I think that date, for some reason, because I feel like the site says it's tomorrow. I just noticed that. It's 16th, yeah. The slide says the 19th. Or wait, no, now the site says the 19th. Maybe the, maybe the site was wrong. I just reloaded the site and it changed. Yeah, so. I, I don't think it would really make sense for the event yeah. to start on a Friday. Yeah. Uh, no, it, yeah, it was weird, but yeah. So yeah. make it rain starts. By the way, uh, if you intend to be jumping into the Final Fantasy 15 collaboration because you missed it the first time and you want to get that uh, that sweet regalia mount, then you probably want to take advantage of the Make It Rain campaign if you're a little light on MGP. Go ahead and get yourself some extra some extras extra monies. Uh, after that, literally like four days after that, we have the patch five five eight new feast season. Oh yeah, PvP love good good times yeah. right. It's the best stuff. <laughs> That's Are we what expecting I need, anything else really here? Like we'll have little updates and things like that, but is there anything anything big that we? They're gonna give me my goddamn diamond weapon mount. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that is. You mean you're gonna unleash your ninety nine totems to to oh, buy your mount? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, I get two mounts. Yes. But yeah. August thirteenth, we get the Moonfire Fair. Again, yeah. see, like, you know, if you're a longtime player, it's these are just recurring things for you, but they are things to look forward to and, you know, beat the doldrums up a little bit. Now, they didn't, uh, I don't have the slide for this one, but the 15 collaboration event is actually on September 13th. Mm -hmm. uh, that comes back with seasonal event replay. So if you have done this before, you can go and do it again. Uh, yeah, I'll stream PvP. You're out of your damn mind, chat. <laughs> uh, event quests can be reset, allowing them to be replayed, but all access to the like the shops and the certain items, those would also be reset. So if you do it, make sure you finish everything and buy everything you want because you might not do enough to, to get access to the shops and everything again. So just be... Just be aware. But, you know, if you want to go and play it again, that was one of my favorite events, actually. I thought that one was done really well. I, I thought lore-wise it was weirder than Lightning being there, but I was I, I like the event itself. I like the event itself. And it's just, the regalia is a sweet-ass mount, particularly in flying formation. Hell yeah. Uh, then what do we got, Kronos? What's next? Well, you skipped the Rising. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah, I did skip the rising. I, I thought my slide was after that. My bad. That's our anniversary event. August 27th. I like the usually rising. You minions. said that's your favorite? Yeah, usually two minions every event. Yep. Score. Anything that gives me minions, I like. Hell yeah. Anything that gives me minions, I like. And we get to see Yoshi P and his uh, wandering minstrel. Maybe yeah, uh, a little juicy, oh, juicy yeah. info. Maybe yeah, a mini game. Yeah, there's some kind of mini game usually with that too. Which yeah. Is kinda cool. 
Those ones are usually different too. Then like September yeah. is the month you want to watch out for if yep. you want info on Endwalker. So the media tours are planned for September. Now that doesn't mean that we'll be able to have access to all the information from the media tours yet. Remember, the media tours happen and then those content creators or news outlets are generally under an embargo for a few weeks uh, after that event. Uh, so it doesn't mean that, like this says they're planned for mid-September. Uh, so if you want information, my guess is that we'll be looking at end of September, uh, very, very beginning of October, probably maybe, uh, for the actual info dump from the, the media events. But Yoshi P is gonna hold the media events uh, in September. So I'm looking forward to that. That's always a good time getting all that information. Yeah, usually with that comes like my favorite thing too, the job action trailer. Yeah, Dude, but yep. isn't that a little early though? Uh, yeah, it with, might be both with Endwalker might... being end of November. So like you said, they might like that two week. They might wait until like the embargo is almost lifted and then drop it right then, and then let everybody else drop their stuff. But maybe they'll wait till after that. I don't know. Maybe. I'm trying to remember how it happened with Shadowbringers and Stormblood. Because I remember like watching a lot of the people that made content, but I don't remember if I saw the job action trailer first and then I saw their stuff. Because like, the job action trailer doesn't, it just shows you what they look like. But yeah. like the uh, the content creators, like they can show the tooltips. Yep. They can like, you know, mm -hmm. so I don't remember, to be honest. I feel, I don't know. I don't know which one we're going to get first, but I just want to see all of it, honestly. That's yeah. the stuff that excites me the most. I want to see the job changes and the new yep. jobs. October 19th, the Moogle Treasure Trove returns. Uh, do we know if the Blue Mage Challenge was successful? I saw the regions that I follow on Twitter were successful, so I assume, I assume they all were, but I did 100% check. All right, so if, if they all were, then that means, remember, that there will be additional uh, coat the in the... Jacket. Yeah, the jacket, the, um, the meteor jacket. Mm. Uh, in the Moogle Treasure Trove in the October event. So just make sure you remember that. Make sure you remember that and, and go claim yours. And then, gentlemen, we are there. After the Moogle yes. Treasure Trove, it's just a countdown of days. November 19th, early access for Endwalker. November 23rd, that actually launches. November 30th, we pick up All Saints Wake, the Halloween, not Halloween event. Uh, December 15th, Starlight for the holidays, and January 1st, Heaven's Turn. So we have the usual way to cap off the year right on the heels of an expansion. So for a game that has six months, you know, between when we found out about the expansion, when it's coming, there's actually surprisingly a lot going on. There's basically one big thing every month. Now, how invested you are in it, that's going to vary by player. Some of these events you may not care about, in which case, I'm sorry, Go grind out some tombstones or, or something. I pick another class, go level it. If you're mecha 80s, then I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what they should do is they should uh, gate all these by tombstones, oh. and then every week you have to do something um, to unlock them. Yeah. You know, it doesn't bother me, but, you know, if something were to affect me, then I'd be upset, but... Is that a WoW jab? Yeah, he's making fun of Snowbound. I tore into WoW, and I'm enjoying WoW still, but I tore into it on Tuesday's episode. Remember the damage squish? They talked about that a little bit. No real new information besides, guys, you're not going to get weaker. Please stop. You're not going to get weaker. You won't crit that Fire 4 for 100k. You will crit it for 20k. 
but that's okay because it still feels powerful versus your 900 and 2000 normal damage abilities. It's not just you that's getting numbers squished. It's everything <laughs> that's getting yeah. numbers squished. This happens in MMOs. This happens in programming, even if it's not a game. Sometimes numbers get too big and big numbers wreak havoc on a database. They wreak havoc on a database. If you guys haven't known, Enmity is entirely broken in the game right now. Yeah. It is just entirely broken. It doesn't behave. This is a reason, the, the big reason why. So this has to happen. You will not, your character will not get weaker. Yeah, your numbers will look smaller, but your relative power will be the same. There is a note there though that undersized parties, uh, you know, they're gonna have to tweak a little bit because those yeah. numbers <clears throat> won't quite work by just being shrunk down. And remember, this is all post level 50 anyway, right? Yeah. So you're fine there, you're fine there if you're brand new to the game. Do we do we know, like one of the things that I, I thought was unclear, um, does it affect things that are level 50 that are like after ARR? Or is it just like, those are level 50 content, that's not affected? Like like. If I wanted to unsync coil, is that effective? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think anything that's 50, 50 to eighty is going to be effective. Uh, okay, so that so that counts. That's that's where I was unclear. Yeah. I, was, no. I didn't know if like because that's level fifty, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter until you get to heaven's word and you're fifty one. Technically, um, the the most interesting thing for me is like I don't know how this is going to affect ultimates. I'm kind of interested to see uh, if that. I think that's part of why they're 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 going to put in a little bit of tweaked buff um, specifically because of that. I don't think you're going to get buffed at ultimate. That says undersized parties. Yeah, it's under I don't think they're they're tweaking the numbers though. So if yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah, a, a yeah. discrepancy, that they got to oh, right, right. Yeah, I'm tick sure it up testing. just as much for that right just, to, Yeah, to I would just be interested if like the combination of the squish with the job changes, if it's going to make the ultimates harder than they are now. Because right now, honestly, the older ultimates, but how everything changed and how you get scaled down are actually it's a bit easier yeah. than they were when they released. So I'm wondering if this is going to make them harder than they are now or easier or about the same is really just my thought process but not that it matters that much i'm sure they're testing it so uh, we got some info about belts here too nothing changed right we're losing belts yeah and that's a fall down and those slots yep. yeah those slots will be reallocated uh not all of them not all of them but most of them to rings in particular and then spread out over the rest of your armory the yogataru interview i, I did i thought <laughs> I was kind of like not looking forward to that. Like I do like Yokotaro, but I, I was like he's such an odd duck to yeah, to interview. Uh, but there were some really nifty and I think some funny pieces in here. Uh, so first off, like he wouldn't answer any story questions, like none. He just thought like if the Warrior of Light had lost the final battle, that the characters would have all went on a journey together. He doesn't think about it because the hero is supposed to beat the final boss. He loves the questions, though, but he's not going to answer any of them. Wouldn't answer any of them. Uh, he, also, <laughs> he, also, he also was saying that he's uh, just doing things for the money. <laughs> uh, it was... Oh. I, I like he's being honest. <laughs> Way too funny. Way too funny. He's just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing things for the money. Just doing things like for that. the money. <laughs> will, will the story continue? Uh, if we get the money and we can work at a bar, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Uh, they did ask. He did answer though why the instant death ring 
in the Red Girl battle at Tara, uh, Tower of Paradigm's Breach. Why of the hell was that put there? Apparently some people not happy with that one. Uh, the answer was that they thought the fight would be too easy if you could move through the center of the uh, area. Yokotaru says he's upset that they rejected his original idea of having the entire raid wipe if the player got hit by a red orb. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Please put, please put that in the game. Yes. I'll queue up for that just to see Savage it. Savage Alliance mode. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. This was also where Yoshi P, I think, said something he didn't mean to say uh, and yeah. had to backtrack a little bit because... He got debated. Yokotaru said that he... He wanted to that he applied to be a scenario writer for Final Fantasy 16. And Yoshida had to say, like, why did you apply for that? We're done with the scenario for 16 and we're finishing up English voice acting. To which then he then came back and said, Oh, by the way, we probably won't have much to say at Tokyo Game Show on 16. I've probably already said too much. We're just trying to get it into a playable state by Tokyo Game Show. So if you were expecting info on uh, 16 at Tokyo Game Show, you're you're going to be disappointed. It's it's probably not going to be there. And on that topic, it's because Yoshi does not like drip fed news. He doesn't. He's like, I don't like to do it the American style. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm paraphrasing. Or Square Enix. I'm, I'm Square Enix. Yeah style per history you know how, how long between final fantasy 7 remake announcement and finally the game coming out i mean jiminy christmas uh what else oh the new soundtrack blu-ray when they went through merchandise we saw the minion tark you don't oh yeah. you don't like lena the bunny lady huh no i'm just congrats on your minion oh you're not gonna you're not gonna buy him no i'm not gonna buy this it's only gonna I love be the like music 50 dollars or so Jesus, <laughs> I know, right? It's ridiculous. I mean, I'm not buying fifty dollars for a minion. It That's is beautiful to put the discs in a Blu-ray player it and just is. like let them play on the monitor and the art that scrolls by is. I, I just wish they were just music discs. Sometimes though, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, shit. I don't have a Blu-ray audio player in my car. <laughs> uh, okay. Before we wrap things up here, we got a few more things to talk about. If you are a Blizzard fan, you probably saw the insider leaks about things happening at Blizzard this past week. Now, we're not going to spend too much time on these at all. These happened pretty much like right while we were doing Snowbound, so I'm sure we didn't talk about it Tuesday at all because it was Tuesday night. So we'll probably talk about them on next week's show. Uh, one, sprinkle a huge grain of salt on these leaks huge they were on yeah. 4chan for god's sakes okay so sprinkle that said you know they, they may not even be legit in fact if i had to bet right now i would say you know my kid's life depends on it i'm gonna go with they're not legit you know that like that's where yeah. my safe bet would be that said there really isn't anything in the leaks that I don't think somebody in a reasonable frame of mind couldn't just ascertain whether they work for Blizzard or not. Why am I bringing it up here? Well, there's like two spots of the leaks that I want to talk. If you're interested in Blizzard and World of Warcraft at all, sure, go read them. But 
this was kind of the the framing is a pissed off employee is just angry and getting pissed at being chewed out so they vented and they just dumped a, bu a bunch of things i'm bringing it here because one of the things was quote the elephant in the room is final fantasy 14. To the people in charge, they are acting like this came out of nowhere and didn't even seem to understand why it's drawing players away in the tens of thousands. We have all tried to highlight things it is doing that are clearly appealing to an MMO audience and not, in my opinion, focusing more on mobile game style retention traps to keep the Mao users and habit forming personalities logging in. It's not that they don't care. They just seem so pig-headed and digging their heels in with their fingers in their ears, thinking all the problems will go away because WoW is, quote, too big to fail. There will never be real competition and that they'll keep coming back. But they aren't coming back anymore, not in the numbers that they used to. Referencing Final Fantasy XIV. There. Um, then... Final Fantasy XIV is brought up again, and you'll have to excuse me. Here we go. Uh, the Preach interview was treated as a disaster, and there was talk of a more strongly vetting interviewers for bad actors. Vetting people <laughs> like me, the interviewers. Not the interviewees, the interviewers. And vetting us for bad actors and only engaging with a list of questions that Blizzard provides. I will tell you right now, if any company for MMO Bomb or any other site I ever work on, or if a company approached me with the questions they wanted me to ask them, they could just fuck right off. Yep. And instead, you'll get a five to seven minute MMO thoughts video on MMO Bomb about how they did that, and it's bullshit. That'll be the post instead. Um, Blizzard provides. Some pointed out that it could, could just be used to create some form of fireside chat akin to the Final Fantasy XIV live letters. But no, that idea fell on deaf ears. And of course, finally, Gold streaming Final Fantasy came up lastly the biggest elephant in the room is yo boy asmongold the new hires cannot stand him they have used terms like toxic mas masculinity and dog whistles to dangerous males while some of the older crowd still remaining have called him biased or telling it like it is which has led to friction to put it mildly People are told not to talk about him and the recent Final Fantasy 14 stuff only made it all worse the idea that an outside element can have such an effect on the product genuinely upsets people. Like Zach is engaging in some malicious act of cyber warfare. Many of us have pointed out the now famous quotes by Naoki Yoshida about understanding that players will drift and we need to make something worth coming back to because they want to. But some people, for lack of a better word, see our customers or consumers as they refer to them nowadays as some kind of antagonistic relationship where the goal is not being an entertaining, an entertainer putting on a show for the crowd, but some kind of game hunter trying to lay a trap, profitable kill. 
I wish I could blame Activision, but this is the sentiment from more of the younger crowd than the tech boomers. Which personal opinion is probably why so many folks like Metzen and Morheim left? Now, there's a lot more in this, and again, grain of salt. Maybe it's a Blizz employee venting. Maybe it's totally fake, but I don't think there's anything in there that you couldn't guess was going on, even the non-Final Fantasy XIV related stuff. What's your take on it, Kronos? What'd you think? I mean, yeah, it's just kind of stuff I feel like I've already heard a lot of people saying. So it's not like anything crazy. I think it's just, I mean, yeah, like, well, it sounds like WoW needs to get their shit together. I, I hope they do, because I think I've said this before, but I think the more MMO, like, the more good MMOs we have, the better all the MMOs will be. Like, competition exactly. is what we want. We don't want a monopoly. Like, I don't, I, I love 14. And I, I do think 14 is the best MMO, but I, I want 14 to also learn from other people too. Like, I don't want 14 to get complacent also. I don't, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I don't want that to happen. Um, the weird thing that I, I think that made this made me think about is like, I've had, I've heard a lot of people come from WoW to play Final Fantasy. I've heard Final Fantasy players going to try out WoW, uh, but I've never really like had, I've never really heard of a player, and you tell me if I'm wrong, that's like left Final Fantasy for WoW and never came back. Have you ever heard of like anybody, like a friend or anything that did yeah, that? Yeah, but like, to be fair, I don't really find a lot of that the other way either. Like, really? Yeah. I, I, I know more, maybe it's because I'm like coming from 14 that I've heard like stories from people that only play WoW and then they basically quit WoW, like uh, Zeppla, if you're familiar with Zeppla. Like, yeah, she no, 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 WoW, I like, definitely know Zeppla, yeah. yeah. Um, like she only streams 14. Yeah. I, I think she said she tried Shadowlands, but she doesn't, I don't think she's even playing anymore. Yeah, uh, and, and just, uh, personally, anecdotal evidence. Most of the people I know from WoW who went and played fourteen are are yeah. more of me. They kind of you know, fourteen is my game, but I bounce in and out of WoW. Right, and they yeah, kind yeah. of do the same thing. Fourteen yeah. is I'm always subbed to WoW. There might be a time where I don't sub for a couple of months. Um, Tark, what'd you think of the uh, the whole fourteen being referenced there by our Blizzard? quote, quote, employee. I just, I feel that there's just so many parallels to what we went through in 14 back in 1.0. Yeah, 1.0. Where a company you know, the that leadership didn't want to learn. They didn't knew want to best. learn. Had their horse blinders on, focused on them and themselves, weren't learning from others. Um, competition brings out better excellence um, from your own and your competition because um, you're always trying to get better and, and drive more to your side. The fact that they're so blinded by what 14 has been doing over the last seven, eight years is kind of mind boggling. Like how do you, you know, turn that off? They used to be so good at pulling from other places and, and now they just seem to want to, ignore you know what 14 is and what's become um so i'm not maybe they they need a 1.0 to 2.0 kind of leadership change from the top down um maybe ian is just you know and that preach interview that wasn't <sighs> preached that was all ian he, yep. he was putting his foot in his mouth yeah um, yeah we, we covered that entire the interview on, 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 a, yeah. on episode of snowbound and it was yeah. not preach you so, can vet the interviewer all you want. It was not preach. Yeah. They told him the, the, the topics they wanted to cover. 
he developed questions for those topics, and Ian just put his foot in his mouth on several occasions. Yep. So maybe they just need uh, new leadership, and and Ian can you know, work on encounter and design, where apparently he excels. Um, but maybe he's just not in the right role. Yeah. I want Blizz to succeed because then that will force yeah. Square Enix to to up their game as well. Yeah, the last I thing like I want they, is a few yeah. years down the road, you know, a complacent king sitting on the throne in Final Fantasy yeah. 14 start to go exactly. downhill and slide. And if they're both good, I'm very happy because I play both. I'm very yeah. happy. I almost feel like transparency is their issue, honestly. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. Really. Well, absolutely. and, you know, though it doesn't help Activision's intense focus on things like your monthly average users and your revenue per user and stuff like that. Obviously you run a business. Those are important metrics to be watching, but when you decide on in, you know, intricate game mechanics specifically designed not to be engaging and enjoying and make enjoyable and making you want to come back, but forcing you to come back uh, or forcing you to spend money or having spending money be the more reasonable option than playing something, then, yeah, it doesn't matter how good the developers, the writers, are, it, they're not the ones that get to decide the focus, ultimately. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you two quick hits, and then I'm going to let everybody chat about something real quick as we head to love it or leave it. But since we're running a little late, I'm just going to give you these two things real quick. There's a new Bravely Default game coming out. It's for fucking mobile. Um, <laughs> if you're playing Nier Automata on, or Automata, whichever you prefer, if you're playing it on Steam and you've been unhappy with that port, you're getting the patch to fix a lot of that stuff, finally. Finally. Yay. So enjoy. On the nutty side of things, gentlemen, on the nutty side of things... Final Fantasy X does character designer Tetsuya Nomura um, <laughs> did a little interview where he happened to say that, uh, you know what? The chances of getting a new Final Fantasy X sequel, they're not zero. They're not zero. He's oh. quoted as saying, if we're to make a Final Fantasy X three, we somehow already have a synopsis written by Nojima-san. This was with Famitsu. He also said, it's sleeping right now, but the plot itself does exist. The chances of it becoming a thing are probably not zero, but we're not in a phase where we can talk about it unless we have finished producing the Final Fantasy VII remake. All, it's all hands on deck for the Final, Final Fantasy VII remake. No, thank you. What? No, thank you. I mean, I love. Was more ten two that bad for you, or do you it just not like bad, ten at all? I just, it was kind of meh for me. You know, it was. I mean, I love the combat and the progression system, but the story just didn't grab me like ten originally did. Okay, so, so. I'll give you. You know, well, you know, we're not going to go too far into your opinion there here because we gotta. We're gonna talk about it in a second. I kind of like the idea, but it, like it's one of those things. If you ask me about new or a remake i'm always going to prefer new right like if you put on the board right now i'm going to give you 10-3 or i'm going to give you a final fantasy 6 remake or a final fantasy 4 remake i would have to cryingly say give me 
Not that I don't want to see four or six HD remakes. That'd be fantastic. Not these pixel things, by the way. I don't mean that. I don't mean that. <laughs> but give me a four and a six remake, I'm all over it. But I would always prefer new over a remake of something. What's your initial gut reaction, Kronos? You want a 10-3? No. <laughs> My initial reaction is no. <laughs> like, I I kind of agree with Dark on this subject that, like, 10, 10 story to me is, like, actually really powerful and good. And mm-hmm. then I, I think 10-2 story actually ruins 10 if you, like, play it. Uh, like, that's the story to an extent. Um, the, the combat in 2 is fine. Like, I, I don't imagine they'd the make combat a, in a bad is amazing. game. Yeah, I don't imagine they'd make a bad game. I just don't think that story needs to continue. It's a lot like Kingdom Hearts. Like, I, I don't want them... Just stop. Just stop. Make something else to do, please. Just make something else that's new. Throw, throw, the, throw that script in the garbage, please. Well, There's and I, no... I think Prismine does bring up an interesting point here, too, that it, it has been a while yes. for this one. It's been, this yeah. is not... Final Fantasy X is not Final Fantasy VII. So, where there's so, remember, so much extracurricular books yeah. and movies and side games and everything that, you know, my kids who are in their teens are aware of Final Fantasy VII without the remake having existed yet. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't the remake that brought them to Final Fantasy VII. It was other stuff. That right. doesn't yeah. exist for ten. Yeah. Right. Uh, other, like, I, unless they bought the... Uh, sorry, unless they bought the remaster, but go ahead. Like I was kind of equating this to Final Fantasy IV and After Years. Like, why did After Years have to come out when it did so far after four came out? Because they were the After Years. I mean, they yeah, told you great. right in the title. Yeah. It's going to come out after years. I, I just, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand why this needs to be a thing when it's been so long uh, after 10 and 10 2 came out. It just doesn't make sense. Well, you know what I think we need to do? I think we need to settle this once and for all, gentlemen. Let's go to love it or leave it. Here we go with love it or leave it, the last segment of the show where I give everybody on the panel one thing Square Enix related. Could be a game, could be an idea, could be a press release, could be a feature in a game, whatever. Square Enix related, and you tell me whether you love it, you want to see more of it, or nope, you're done. Leave it. Kronos, today's topic, the idea of a Final Fantasy X-3. I, I think, uh, was last week Kingdom Hearts? The, the Ultimania thing? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah so, so I'm going to put this in the same place as that. Like, throw it <laughs> in the garbage and light it on fire, please. Please. I'll, I'll take the remakes. Or if you want to make something new, pick something else. Not that. Just not that. I, I love 10. I love 10, but I do not want a 10 3. Dark? Uh, I'm going to uh, nice big leave it. Um, I did get my Ultimania for Kingdom Hearts, by the way, so it's pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, you can leave this. I, I'm with Kronos. Put that new something new towards something that's relevant and people actually have been wanting. Um, unlike you, Burn, I would prefer a remake of 4 or 6. And I would gobble that up well before I'd get play a ten three. So I'm, well, I'm going to leave it. There's no accounting for taste. Um, two leave it, huh? I guess that just leaves me, huh? Yeah. Well, we could make it a sweep, I guess. But that's wrong. I love it. I don't care. I don't care. Give me, I, give me a new Final Fantasy ten three. I don't care. 
Give me a new one. I love it. If you've got a script, I want to hear it. Yeah, okay, fine. You didn't like Final Fantasy 2 X2 or 10 2 a little bit because you didn't want fashion dress simulator. Fine. I don't care. I appreciated something a little different. I like the combat. I found the costumes that worked the best for me, and then I just rolled with it. I didn't care. Give me a 10-3. I love it. Anytime you want to give me a new Final Fantasy title, I love it. I love it. I don't care. I still will cry tears having to pick it over a 4 or 6 remake. I will cry <laughs> while telling you to give me a new game versus a remake. But I do love it. I think you guys are out of your mind. We'll be back next Thursday, though. <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern. Right here. Twitch.tv slash Ready Check Radio. Chat, don't go anywhere after the show. We've got Ms. Fade Death going live. The stash is back. Are we uh, we uh, jumping into Outer Worlds again? Yes, for one last time, because we've got two DLCs to wrap up, and then we're all done. Then you're all done. Word. You're ready for the sequel. Exactly. I just wanted one more excuse to wear the stash before we have to put it to bed for a little bit. That makes sense. I see your cat ears. Did you happen to watch uh, Gaming Gumbo last week or three weeks ago when Yod had to wear his cat ears because he was <laughs> remote and on location? Yeah, I heard about that, and so I had to go back and watch the pod <laughs> and catch it. It's a beautiful thing. Chat, hang tight. We'll go dark after the show for about 15, 20 seconds while we relabel everything, and then Fade Death. We'll be live with you. We'll be live, of course, next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, with another episode of the uh, Relic Grind. Make sure you tell us in the comments below on YouTube or over on readycheckradio.com what you love it or leave it. What's your call? Final Fantasy X-3? Yes? No? And we'll see you next Thursday. Until then, Kronos, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always, Twitter. If you want bad Final Fantasy opinions, apparently, and... Uh... <laughs> terrible fighting game opinions uh, I've been streaming a little bit too so uh, twitch.tv slash rva chronos that's my twitch um, so I, I, you know maybe like once a week or something might see a stream it's not really consistent so but you know come hang out if you want nice Tark uh, you can find me at twitch at Tarkoth Gaming where I will tell you that HD remakes are preferable over a 10.3 um, also here on twitch uh, Tarkov Gaming, playing Final Fantasy. Uh, you can also find me here at Ready Check Radio on Saturday and Sunday night. We're playing Near Replicant. We're on our path to ending E. Uh, hold on. I wasn't ready for you to toss it back to me. I was unfollowing you <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, <laughs> hey. Wow. Cool. I'm Mike Bird. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man 1, but more importantly, follow at rc radio r-a-i-d-e-o on twitter and we'll tweet and you can know every time we go live with a podcast or one of our volunteer streamers who i love very much uh goes live with a game and you can come hang out stay safe we'll see you on the servers